Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. We are back with another episode of Midnight on Earth. I'm your host, Jake Weaver. and We're here to bring you more knowledge, more light, and more love. Well, we have Christy Garvey here today. We're going to talk about a lot of different things. We're going to talk about the esoteric properties of copper. We're going to talk about really a bunch of different things, copper crowns. Her life, actually, whatever we talk about, is going to be amazing. And she's here. We're going to talk to her in just a second. But first, I need you to do something for me. Follow me on Instagram at midnight underscore on underscore earth. That is the address. You can follow me there. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever. Ever you go to get your podcast, click that button that connects us. So when someone comes on and they're talking about these incredible things, you get a notification instantly to your brain chip, your phone. I, I don't know what year you're listening to this podcast, but you get it instantly. I'm sure I'm still going to be podcasting. So you're going to get that notification. And of course, tell a friend, tell someone that you know. That loves these type of podcasts, the esoteric, the strange, the wild, the really cool, high frequency information. That's what we go for here. You know, those people tell them about us, bring them here. Midnight on earth dot com. Okay. So we're going to talk to Christy, but, 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 but just like every other guest, we read their bio. So we know what's going on with these people before we dive into our incredible conversation. So here we go. Christy, the telepathic time traveler and owner of Earth Magic Copper Crowns, is here to share with us about using copper energy tools to access our psychic abilities. Her business, Earth Magic Copper Crowns, is also known as E equals MC squared. Get it? Earth Magic Copper Crowns. Oh my God. E equals MC squared. I'm just getting it. It's the intersection of spirit and science so that we can all maximize our energetic potential. Very good thing. 
Christy has advanced training in shamanism, organizational development, creative writing, and is currently working on a PhD in system science. <laughs> she blends these four disciplines through her practice of shamanism using what's inside herself to understand and inform her interpretation of the external world. Many people would call her a psychic medium, but she simply has the training in framework and mental models to catch patterns of human behavior and energy quickly and accurately. Christy does not teach shamanism. She works with those who have already cultivated a basic practice of communicating with their spirit guides to navigate the waking dream that is their life. Wow, this is so cool. Christy helps these people further tap into their ancient earth lineages so that we can bring the wisdom, technology, and knowledge from Atlantis and Lemuria to the present day, just as Christy has done to bring in the technology of copper crowds and copper energy tools for activating psychic abilities. Whoa, what a bio, Christy. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. And we are in person, people. Now, I'm going to tell you that 90% of the interviews, especially during the COVID years, were Zoom-based, phone-based, some Skype occasionally, some other external place. But Christy is here with me, actually. And guess what? You know who else is here? For the first time ever on an interview episode, I have a guest co-host. And who else would it be but Bryn Anderson of Vital Force Herbs. Hello, Bryn. Hey, how's it going? Ah, you're here for an interview. I'm here for an interview. It I finally happened. It. Three years into the fourth year, you've been with us on the lecture episodes and beyond the news, of course. Now you get to take part in this interview. Super cool. I was going to say, it's it's... Turning into that fourth year is bringing about new things. New things. It's a metamorphosis. And we're talking with an incredible person, Christy Garvey. Oh, my God. Christy, tell me everything. <laughs> tell me everything. No, let's start with copper. Tell me about copper. How did you discover the esoteric properties of copper? What attracted you to it? What was your introduction into this? Obviously, copper is a part of our life, like copper pennies, copper's everywhere. But there, the magical aspects, there had to be a inter, like an introduction point where you were first exposed to it. Well, so the thing is, is that we're actually the esoteric part and copper is the physical, more scientific piece that's helping us to read and tap into the energy that we already have inside of us. So we're the conduit for the copper, you're saying? Yeah, exactly. So what is the copper doing for us? The copper is helping take the subtle energies that we have and make it more tangible. And so dousing rods, these like uh, uh, copper rods have been used by old men for thousands of years um, to find water under the ground. And the copper rods respond to the People think that sometimes it's they're responding to the water below, but it's not. It's actually responding to the human's energy field, feeling the water below the earth. Wow. That's super cool. Wow. So that person has that natural kind of uh, divining rod skill. They can do that. 
but no. it's not the copper itself. It's it's the person being the conduit for the copper. Right. We all have that skill. Everyone. We have that just by being humans. And it's the ancient um, civilizations that knew that this was a part of being human and what we did. Well, there was one thing that you told me when we first met that I thought was so interesting that I never thought of before in relation to ancient Egypt and how the people had green skin. You'd see these paintings, yeah. uh, you know, the carvings, the people had green skin and that when you take large amounts of copper, that's what happened. Your skin turns green. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With copper and the skin turning green, it's really interesting concept because uh, um, it's actually like when you're wearing copper, it's actually turning your skin green as a response to having too much sugar in your diet or too much carbs. Uh, like, so when I was gluten-free for several years, my crown did not turn my face green at all. And now I started eating uh, gluten recently. And there's now there's like, yeah, exactly. It's a reaction. Um, so it, it helps like identify when, uh, when you are in balance or when there's too much of something. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, there's, <laughs> it has that property. That it I has that. Have. Yeah. That's really it has interesting. That, that property, but also like, yeah, I, I think I was sharing with you a theory that I had of like, uh, not a theory, but something I was guided that, that they just like had so much copper in their system that their, 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 their skin was actually like the pigment was green. Right. Yeah. Right. And that really blew my mind because that is most likely what happened. I mean, scientifically, if you're wondering how a person's skin could be green, that is the way. And they're not (laughs) really thinking about the neurotoxic aspects or maybe it didn't even affect them because that wasn't in their reality, the reality they were creating mentally. Yeah, or in their diet or what they ate or what the environment was or, yeah. And it probably and most likely amplified, like you said, their psychic abilities and more. Anything that was electrical within the human being would be amplified. The circuits would be flowing better the energy would be flowing better because of that conductor that's within you yeah exactly wow so you're working with the festival re-evolution uh yeah so uh so i was just at re-evolution and uh was working as the vendor coordinator and uh getting to help uh coordinate the vendors there's uh, lots of uh, really awesome local artists and businesses uh um including another guy who does copper and crystals there. Nice. So tell me about your experience there. What, tell me about the energy. Tell me about the music. Tell me about your, you, you're kind of in a leadership role in a way, kind of directing traffic, but also helping people at the same time. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> uh, so I actually stopped vending my products uh, at festivals um, because one of my, top selling products is the Atlantean third eye copper crown. And, uh, you actually don't want your third eye to be wide open when you're around like thousands of strangers. Um, and, uh, the crown that I wear is the six gauge, uh, copper crown. Uh, it's a thicker wire. Um, but the thing is, and, and that's the one that you more want to be wearing when you're at a festival, uh, or that's helpful in that way. Uh, but the thing is, is that that's actually like, uh, it's actually a custom shamanic process that I go through with people. And it's, uh, has a six month training, 
on how to use the crown as a tool that comes with it. So it's not really the best thing to like kind of quickly sell at a festival. Um, and then the thing that is really beautiful and easy to sell is kind of the thing that um, uh, like shouldn't people. be. Yeah. Well, no, the, the thing that the third eye one is easy to sell at the festival, but shouldn't be, shouldn't be worn at the festival. <laughs> so I see. Yeah. And, yeah. And the longer process is not something you could do. Could do at the festival. Right. Yeah. So there's been this kind of like um, mismatch there that I've discovered. So you're yeah. saying that some of those crowns, like the one you just talked about, can actually activate your third eye. Yeah. So, so the one that's like an intense focus, it's intensely focusing and activating your third eye. Um, it has a crystal in the middle and then it kind of, uh, the copper arches up like brows. That's the Atlantean third eye copper crown. And um, the issue with wearing that one at the festivals is that um, while it looks beautiful, uh, it's kind of like, okay, so it's kind of like doing shrooms at a festival just to party. Like the difference between that and when you're doing shrooms at a festival to party, sometimes that can actually uh, br like br open you up to bring in unhealthy energies that you actually don't want to be attaching to you. So right. it's the same kind of concept. Whereas like, um, so if your third eye is super open and all this energy is going to your third eye when you're around thousands of people you don't know, you don't know where they've been, you don't know how open they are, you don't know what's attached to them, what's on them, um, you know, it, it can leave you vulnerable um, in, in ways that aren't very good. It's more designed for being at home in a very intentional space. Um, yeah, but the issue is that it looks really cool, but <laughs> so yeah. And yeah, so you and don't want to be giving something, that, something to someone that then could, could be detrimental be a, because they're not using, using it, it properly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so it's, it's like the difference between uh, using uh, shrooms in that way at a festival or like intentionally doing shrooms uh, in a sacred space, uh, as a, you know, talking to the plant medicine and um, it's more of a ceremony. Is as more of a ceremony, right? And so the the Atlantean third eye copper crowns are designed more to be used in that intentional space by yourself. Wow. So, did you say that you provide some form of shamanic training to go along with? the purchase of the crown? Like, do you guide people on how to use it? Yeah, I do guide people, um, give them a little bit of uh, training and different uh, resources and meditations. And uh, there's kind of a process with like connecting with your crown to be able to use it as a magical tool and to um, learn how to have energetic boundaries with the tool and learn how to, um, when to use it and when not to use it. Because, you know, these are, these are real electrical items and our brain is a real electrical thing. Um, and so part of what I do is trying to help people make that jump of understanding that like we, we are like a technical machine. Like this is, we're not just like a meat sack. Right. <laughs> yeah. There is electrical components to it and the copper amplifies and works with those magnetic fields. Yeah, exactly. So then what's, type of crown would be 
acceptable in like a festival setting or a public place? Yeah, so uh, that's the one that I'm usually wearing all the time. Uh, <laughs> Beautiful crown, by the way. Uh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So it's uh, it's the six gauge copper crown. So the the six gauge copper crown is a thicker crown, um, and that's the one that I do a, a custom shamanic process um, where not everyone can have that because not everyone is ready or not everyone is clear, and so. Basically, it's going to help it. That one helps us do what we're already doing. So if someone's not clear, they're, you know, have bad habits, they're like eating poorly and you put on this copper piece, it's just or if they have really toxic thoughts, different things and you put on a copper crown, it's going to lock all that in. So so um, but if you're if you're, you know, doing meditation and breath work and different things, um, then you know, you can use the six gauge copper crown in a way. So when you're at a festival, you really want your third eye to be not closed, but reflected back inside of you. So the six gauge copper crown uh, has, uh, you know, the copper wire at the third eye. And what that's doing is it's keeping, it's shielding the third eye. So it's keeping your third eye inside of yourself um, so that you're not expanding out, reading everyone's thoughts and reading everyone's you know, energy at a festival. It's all, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was going to say, Jake. <laughs> yeah. So, so what it does is it keeps you inside um, and it keeps you focused inward, um, which when you're around that many people, that's really like the ideal space, space to be because you can be more grounded, connected to yourself. And um, also... Um, what this crown does is it leaves your, your, uh, crown chakra open, right? So, so you want to have the, the crown chakra open in those situations so that you can be connected to your highest self and, you know, bring your highest self into the grounded place while you're at a festival connecting with other people of their highest selves. So it keeps the crown chakra open. That way you don't lose that connection, even though the other things are contained, the third eye is being reflected yep. back to you. Yep. So in a way it keeps you in your, your, your like maximum energetic state. Yeah, exactly. Of love. Yes. You could say. Like yeah. You're just like your true loving self. Yep. Right. Ah. And thinking of festivals usually being outdoors as well, where you're in nature right. and then that ability to connect through the root chakra and then all the way out and you know, have a, have a loop with the nature around you and the humans around you that are also experiencing that. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's, yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah. Your toroidal sphere can be like properly functioning and flowing with the other. Toroidal beings. sphere. Yes. That, that's what you call the energy. I know I've heard yeah. this term before and I know what it is, but for people that, that have never heard of it, yeah. well, like tell, tell us what that is. Um, yeah. So, uh, this is how I discovered the toroidal sphere. I, and this is where like, this is how I'm science and spirit, right? So I was uh, with a friend uh, who's an engineer and I made him listen to a podcast on flat earth. And there was all this scientific evidence about flat earth. And then he went on, my friend went on about all the scientific evidence for not flat earth. And I was like, okay, well, if, if earth is both flat and not flat, as opposed to sitting there arguing, it's flat, it's round, it's flat, it's round. That's so stupid. No, just that's, that's duality. And we don't live in a place of duality. Reality is where 
these two truths intersect. And if you take, so I, so I, I thought about this and I was like, well, what, let's say it's flat and round, then what is it? And so I thought about if you take something that's flat and circular, like a quarter, and then you spin it, what is it doing and what shape is it making? It's round. Yeah, it's round. Exactly. <laughs> oh my God, people. Yeah. And so that's how I discovered the shape of the toroidal sphere. And then I, it turned out, oh, it, this is a whole scientific thing. And this is the energy, what the energy looks like. But yeah, that's how oh I my God. got there. So as we, like our energy center, our energy field is like that. It is a toroidal sphere. Yeah, exactly. Wow. And people, I think... I think Chrissy just cracked the flat earth <laughs> mystery. It's both round and flat. It's just spit. Oh my God. I never actually heard that before. People look 87 countries around the world. We just cracked this on midnight on earth. We didn't even know we were yep. going here. We just figured out one of the biggest secrets in the world. Yep. <laughs> so what other crowns do you have? Or is it just those two or the other ones? Um, yeah, there's other ones. Um, uh, like I said, I, I kind of stopped. I, I kind of stopped selling uh, my crowns at festivals. Um, but but you can't really keep people from wearing things that they want to wear and that sure. look nice and and have their third eye decorated. So uh, I made an entire line for Lemurians. Whoa! And uh, they're uh, they don't have a crown; they have a circlet, and the circlet has an interchangeable uh, gear slot. Uh, crystal wrapped in copper and yeah and so it can it can be interchanged with the different jewelry they can bring just the crystal with them they can uh put it on the third eye circlet there's a necklace they can uh put it on there's different things there but i did i did that specifically because uh the the lemurian personality is more like water and free flowing and they're going to do whatever they want to do so i <laughs> must <laughs> make things make that things they can that, break yeah. and <laughs> that are um yeah so oh, yeah that's amazing yeah cuz it, it's they're, they're cheaper and then this way like you know they can if if they break the base they're not breaking a Exactly. $700 crown they're there. Maybe they need to replace a $100 base and then they can have all these different crystals. Wow. Oh, that's cool. yeah. And have you sent these around the world? Have people ordered from different countries when in the past? Uh, yeah. Um, uh, I sent a Moldavite, uh, Atlantean third eye copper crown to, uh, Ireland. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Uh huh. And, <laughs> Had a couple purchases from the UK. So it's getting out there. People are discovering you. They're discovering this because this idea, this copper, and then what it can do, it's really beneficial. People need that kind of shielding. And also on the flip side, they need to have those ways to expand their consciousness naturally. Yeah. Right? You don't have to do any drugs. Exactly. Or any yes. plant exactly. Just, it's just natural. natural. Yeah. Yeah. And um, with... With the third eye copper crowns, people always say that they feel a tangible tingle right at their third eye. And that's usually what people aren't expecting is that like that tingle. Wow. Um, yes. Certain tones, certain stones, certain arrangements do activate that. I have felt that in the past, but that's really powerful stuff. I mean, what else do you feel like people should know about this? I mean, about these crowns, like, I feel like, you know, this is 
this is something that's kind of cutting edge, you could say, because people don't realize that they have this ability to use these materials right. in this yeah. way. Exactly. And that's that's really um, what I want to help people understand is how to use these tools to find the wisdom within them and access that and bring that to earth so that we're all here on earth um, really getting the most we can out of this. So the um, in my shamanic training, um, shamanism is about uh, going to these other energetic places in uh, upper world and lower world to talk to your spirit guides uh, and accessing information, but then always bringing it to earth and bringing it to now and how can we make life better here today wow wow so okay atlantean crowns lemurian crowns did you channel the designs where like how did you connect with these beings to to develop these clearly you're connecting with atlanteans and lemurians tell me about that if you can uh yeah so um so uh Every single design is channeled and every item is channeled. Everything I make um, in in the E equals MC squared shop is channeled. Uh, I uh, In my shamanic training, I learned about merging with uh, my... So we can merge with our spirit guides and create magical tools. So oh. the biggest thing about um, what makes an earth magic copper crown different than... Maybe some, some people just one. doing things for crafts or if, if people start doing ho hopefully not mass marketed <laughs> stuff um, uh, is, is really like the intentional process that I take uh, going through making these. So I uh, have to be really clear to be able to make them. Uh, I can't make them all the time. Uh, and so what I do is I, I have, I have a, we each have a spirit guide who uh, makes magical tools. And it's about developing that relationship specifically with that spirit guide and then uh, merging with them and allowing them to make the tool through us. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And you're saying it can't happen all the time because the energetic conditions have to be right. Like where mm -hmm. you're at that day, your emotions, your... Yep energy like what you're feeling the the sun the moon like all these factors have to be in play for that really high frequency energy to come in and then you for even to even interface with it yeah exactly and the biggest reason is because uh copper is a, a neutral wire and it holds energy that you give it so uh, if i am anxious and i make a tool with copper then people will feel anxiety Right. By wearing so, it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you have to be able to be that clear channel that you're making it yep. so that you can give it to someone in, in the most neutral way, really, yes. so that then it becomes their own tool. Exactly. Yep. Yep. So it can become their own tool. And also, um, uh, also so that I can even allow spirit to make it. So it's actually really right. funny as if, if I'm, if I'm not aligned, uh, it looks like a little kid made something like I've thrown, yeah, like I, I have to throw stuff away all the time. Okay. It looks like a little kid made it. Or uh, one time when I tried to make something and I was like, no, 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 I'm fine. I, I'm, I'm a lion. This is fine. Uh, then my cat knocked something off and destroyed all of those crowns. <gasps> oh. And spirit was like, no, you were not aligned. Actually. You know, 
Wow. Yeah. So really it, that attunement, that alignment has to be in place and you, it's taking on the energy of the person creating it. You. So if you're even, even if you're clear, it's still taking on your energy signature because of the conductivity of copper. And then the people are still absorbing that no matter what. So you have to be clear is, is, totally open as possible in the making of it. Yeah. So I have to be open so that my energy is not getting into it. Right. Yeah. And so that, that's really the, like the letting go of the ego and allowing the, the tool to become what it wants to be rather than what we think it's supposed to be. And especially when I'm making the custom shamanic crowns, which like, have you tried to bend a six gauge piece of copper wire? No, yeah, I not. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it's funny when, when people know, they know, and they're like, wow, I, you did, like, oh, wow. And then other people, a lot of people just take it for granted that it, it looks, it's so contoured perfectly to my face, mm -hmm. but that wasn't me doing it at all. Really, the process there is I just fully allow my spirit guide to make it through me and trust where my hands are moving. And then every single time it fits perfectly on their face and with just like a few small adjustments, but yeah. Wow. So literally, I mean, the whole process of these crowds is spirit guided, not just channeled, but spirit guided. Yes, exactly. Oh, super yeah. powerful. Now it makes more sense now <laughs> why you're not really out in the public with these because these aren't just these right. like kind of decorative. I mean, they're beautiful and decorative, of course. But that's not their That's not the intention. Purpose. That's not the purpose. Right. That's not... So you have to sell it through this digital storefront that you have now. Could you speak a little bit about the process you go through with someone when they say, hey, I would like to have a six, a six gauge copper crown. And then, you know, you said you don't just sell that to them instantly, that there's this whole process you go through with. Them. Oh, yeah. Could you that's talk a, a good bit about that. That's a good. Um, yeah. Yeah. I can talk about that. Um, so in that in the in the in the shamanic custom process, um, really it's, uh, they go through several journeys, talking to their spirit guides, um, talking to the spirit of their crown, uh, doing all of these steps so that they can build that connection with this tool that hasn't been made yet. Wow. Yeah. And once they go through these steps, then, then I get the vision. Okay. But if they don't go through the steps, then I don't get the vision and then they can't have the tools. So it's really um, not everyone is ready for it. And I don't even decide if they're ready. It's about. They decide. Yeah, that. exactly. It sounds like that's what you were saying about being the gatekeeper. <laughs> mm -hmm. but yep. You're here. You have access to those materials and the ability to work through your spirit guide to make them. But then it's up to the person to do the work of going through the journeys right. in order for you to have the vision so then it can be made. Exactly. Oh, that's super cool. Do you do the visions with them or is it more like a written out kind of thing that you're like, here, do this and get back to me? Or do you like meet with them? Beforehand? Yeah. So, so that's why um, it's important uh, for me to work with people who already kind of have a basic uh, shamanic journey practice themselves or like a pre-established relationship with their guides. Um, so then they, they know how they already know how to do those journeys. Um, and then that gives me the ability to, um, help them navigate more clearly through that. So they're already in touch with their spirit guides. They're kind of already advanced in such a way that they're attracted to your crowns in yeah, that way. Like exactly. you're not really getting 
the average kind of lay person that's not really versed in esoteric things right attracted to your specific crowns yeah so so funny thing actually is um when i first made these in 2018 is that uh people actually didn't see them or see me when I was wearing it because I was on such a different frequency and where the world was then. Wow. Like they visibly like didn't process your, 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 your physical being. Yep. So have you uh, a good imagery to understand this is have you ever, like when you feel someone walking up behind you, you can feel them, right? Yes, of course. You feel that presence. Yeah. Well, so when I'm wearing the crown, you can't feel me walking up behind you. So literally their brain did not process the image. There's not even the yeah, exactly. the energetic yeah. magnetism happening. Yeah, wow. I watched it happen so many times. Wow, that's really powerful. So there's really something more to this. Do you feel like, now this could be conjecture here, but yeah. a lot of these advanced civilizations throughout the universe, they're, they're tapped into this. Like they're using yeah, exactly. these crowns mm-hmm. as tools constantly, like as a part of their culture. Yeah, and we're just we're just kind of bringing this into the third dimension now, right? Yeah, I personally have not seen anyone doing what you do. I've seen, of course, like costumey, trinkety type things, but nothing on the scope or the frequency range of what you're doing. It's it's really intense. Yeah. So is this something that like you wait for people to be attracted to you, or are you actually advertising a little bit, or is it word of mouth? That's a great question. Um, <laughs> um, it, it depends on which product too. Um, that's kind of the. It's kind of like the catalyst you would say. Yeah. Well, I guess that's, it's part of why I've made different products and um, started making different products is because uh, people are at kind of different, different levels and different places. Um, also, uh, people really love crystals. So when I first started making these, if it, put a crystal on it. So I was like, okay, well, I'll, <laughs> I'll make something with, I, I'm making the, like, to me, it's the copper. It's about the of copper, course. but, yes, right. um, but yeah. So, uh, really, uh, so that, well, the interesting thing is that since the pandemic though, now people can like so many more people see me when I'm wearing it. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. It's because of the vibrational shift that happened. Yeah. Obviously we jumped earth. I don't know what earth we're <laughs> yes, on or exactly. what timeline or where we are actually in the universe Something anymore, feels different. but we're definitely in a different world. And whether people realize it or not, their frequency was raised. Their vibration has shifted how far we all want to go collectively as I guess yet to be seen, but you're being seen more now. And yeah. that's a good sign. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Can I ask what you think about other copper tools and things that people are using, such as like you see people at festivals with like copper water bottles or taking internal copper supplements. Um, What are your thoughts on those kinds of things? Well, so that's the thing is like, that's where people get confused is that it's not about copper. It's about how you're using the copper and how, and the energy that was used to make the copper. So when you're mass making anything, it, it loses the energetic power there and you're getting all of the energy from different things. And it also like, it it can, you know, uh, put energy into the copper that you, you don't want there, but, I see. So, well, like I, I know that in 
in my field of herbalism, it's pretty common for people to say, like, I have a copper still for distilling my essential oils or mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I but only if it use was, copper pots for this and that. Um, yeah, but if it was made in a factory in China, like it's going to be taking on all of that terrible. Yeah, energy. exactly. And if you're drinking, I, I'm just now realizing this. Actually, Christie's enlightening <laughs> us right now. But I'm just realizing you have this copper water bottle. You're drinking this life essential element water. But yet the energy signature of the copper has taken on, again, a sweatshop factory vibration or God only knows it's that can affect you and your energy field. I never thought of that, but it's absolutely true. And it's absolutely mind blowing. You get something that's like handmade, you know, the person, you know, their energy, they're loving people. That's going to actually heal you in a way. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. Okay. That makes me think of another question. Can you cleanse? Oh, go ahead. Oh, oh. I was just going to say, can you cleanse copper like the way you can clear a crystal? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Thank God. Yes. Um, Tell us about that. Yes, you can. Although I'm not sure if it would cleanse something being made in a sweatshop or something Uh, mass produced, but just in general. um, Yeah. yeah. Well, so that's why you always want to like first feel into your intuition. And um, if something like, where does it feel like it's coming from? Okay, so as far as clearing uh, clearing copper goes is apple cider vinegar. So you want to soak something in water with uh, a splash of apple cider vinegar and uh, like a splash of sea salt. Uh, it can be pink Himalayan salt is a good one. Uh, and then if you have a grounding crystal, you can put one in there, um, mostly just for grounding properties. You could also put this out in the full moon. Um, but really it's the apple cider vinegar that's, uh, that's doing the trick with, uh, cleansing the copper. But like you said, it can't get rid of those core deep frequencies of like its actual material construction. Yeah. Well, and it also depends too on like how it was, it was made. Like if it was made with fire, then it's already kind of you know, the energetic properties aren't there anyway. And so uh, that's why, yeah. So actually, um, so I'm what's called a whitesmith. A whitesmith is someone not using fire to bend copper. Oh, okay. So fire you're saying takes away its energetic properties. Yeah. Oh my God. I didn't, I had no idea. So you have to mine it and somehow like make an ore but in order to retain its energetic properties completely, it has to be done in a way that's like low temperature or what do you think? Like, Oh, I don't know. I'm not a scientist. So I don't know. Yeah. So I actually, uh, so, so what I do know is that I was at the San Diego yoga festival and I met a scientist who was like, Oh my God, do you know what your crown is doing scientifically? And I was like, uh, no, please tell me. I mean, I know it's doing something. Please, please tell me. And, and he, uh, uh, we got coffee for five hours and he, wow. yeah, yeah. He told me all the scientific properties he, of what they're doing. And, um, I asked him all the questions and we had all these conversations about all this stuff. And yeah, he, uh, he said that the Atlantean third eye copper crown, uh, actually, and, and, and the six gauge copper crown that they have all the components of an electrical object. They have the conductor and the inductor. And then mm-hmm. uh, there's another word there. Capacitor. Yeah, there we go. Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh my <laughs> God. So it's like a circuit and it, it just amplifies. Oh my 
God, this has been such an incredible conversation. <laughs> I'm loving this. Well, we're helping people understand this. Like people need to know about this. Yeah. This is something that like we've already been enlightened to like three or four different things. I like my mind is actually blown right now. But what else do you think can conduct things like copper? Like, is there any other metals? I know gold has some esoteric properties, but like, it seems that copper is like the big conductor, but are there other things that you might potentially make a crown out of? Have you ever been inspired in that way? Nope. I've been guided just copper, okay. only copper and just copper. I know there's a lot of people talking about conductive properties of gold or gold being the best one, but I don't believe that. I'm and not sure either. Yeah. yeah that's, right. that's what um, my guides have, uh, shown me just copper. Um, cause so, and that's how I, I found out about copper is I was asking, how do I, I, I was becoming more and more sensitive to energy and struggling to have energetic boundaries as I was becoming more sensitive. And I just, I asked, what do I do? And then they showed me an Egyptian, uh, royalty woman with a crown coming over her head. And they said it was copper and they said, this is the real reason royalty wore crowns. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> Jesus, this is incredible. <laughs> so that was kind of the genesis of the whole thing. And do you yeah. feel like you've encountered wearing these crowns in the right setting at the right time, obviously made by yourself through channeled information, have you ever felt like it amplified your ability to interact with some of these angelic beings or extra dimensional beings? Oh yeah, definitely. Or channeled your spirit guides all the above. Yeah. Well, it's more like, it's more like they help. So it's more like working with my crown intentionally how in it. So I'd love to talk more about dousing because yes, that's please. really, dousing, so that's, yes. so it's really about dousing. Um, so dousing is like the process of, you know, feeling into the energy field and like feeling where, where you want to go, what you want to do. It's, it's really about feeling into things. And um, the what the copper, what the six gauge copper crown does is it, you know, just makes that feeling a lot more tangible. Um, and the more that feeling is tangible, uh, so basically it works like the more, I can feel myself and the subtle energies happening in my body. Then the more I can feel the subtle energies from other people and the more I can feel the subtle energies from energies beyond this world or beyond the veil um, and at different densities, there's different energies. And so um, it just kind of, uh, it's a, it's a practice of like starting with yourself and it just makes that better. So you, you develop the techniques to, like you said, sense the energy, sense the subtle energies. And then this just amplifies it and kind of makes everything cohesive comes into cohesion. Yeah. So for, for example, uh, during my shamanic training, uh, we watched a video, which I don't know if we, we were even supposed to watch or if I'm even <laughs> supposed to talk about it. So, but uh, so just, you know, it's top secret, but yeah. it was, a uh, um, it was, a, a really old tribal video of, um, an extraction soul, re soul retrieval ceremony and, um, uh, a sh shamanic woman, uh, I don't remember who it was, but they took this video and they allowed 
uh, this woman to do the healings because she was so effective at curing people, um, even though um, it was technically being suppressed at the time. So they, they in this video, um, we got to see her doing the healing. And uh, what she said at the end is she showed her finger and she said, like her middle finger and the, the tip of a finger. And she said, right there is where she feels all of the energy and that's what's leading her is right there. She's like her finger. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. And so I took that with me, um, like that lesson, the lesson that she was giving there. Um, I took that and combined it with, uh, using my copper crown. And so, uh, like I said, I have, I have stage five endometriosis. It's an autoimmune disease. Uh, and, uh, I've had to do just intense um, elimination diets. And so um, part of how I've done that is through uh, using the copper crown to do this, like, you know, dousing technique, just listening to my body of what is the, like, what, what, what's good for me. And that's how I grocery shop is walking or that's how I found things. And it's also, there's this like really amazing uh, brand of sprays and energetic stuff called Kate's Magic. That's how I found her stuff. Is I just walked into a can I say Whole Foods? Of course, yeah, yeah. Go okay, for it. <laughs> okay. I just walked like I didn't have time to go grocery shopping. I had to do it quick. I walked in Whole Foods and I just was like, okay, show me, show me what I need. Show me what's good for me. And I just let that tingle which had a tangible tingle there on my middle finger I could tangibly feel it at the the pad of the finger and it was even more amplified because I was wearing the crown um and because of the copper helping like be a conductive source and um I would just pass it over different foods and um wait to feel that tingle and then once I found the tingle that was the thing that I would buy Whoa. Yeah. Well, because, and this has been proven scientifically with uh, children. They did experiments. I know this sounds terrible, but they did experiments with children, not the kind you would think, where they <laughs> knew that some of these children were deficient in certain vitamins and they would be intuitively attracted to the food that contained the thing they were deficient in. So this is kind of the same thing, except with the crown, it's amplified. You're yeah. going inward, yep. you're listening to your intuition, which already knows what you need because it's outside of time and space. It's in a quantum field almost. It knows what you need exactly, and it, it can pick up the energetic properties of the physical thing that you're going to ingest. You wave your hand over it, you tap into that, and it's telling you, right? That's the communication. Yeah, exactly. Our and, bodies are telling us. Yes, and we yes. all have this innate yes. ability. It's not... Like uh, the things we're talking about, like we're all psychic. We're all able to do this. It's just different people have been trained differently. Different people have opened up at different times. It's just different for different people, but it's all there for everyone. You can all do this. I think that's an important point. Yeah, It's accessible to everyone. It's just about the training or the finding, finding that path. Yeah. And really listening to our bodies. Absolutely, because also that could be our spirit guides guiding us as well. Yeah. <laughs> this is incredible. We've had incredible episode. I'm trying to think of what 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 have we not covered? What what can we talk about that we haven't covered yet, do you think? So 
you deal with channel beings, you deal with channel entities. Do you have any thoughts or have you received any information recently about the world? Like what, where do you think we're going as a civilization? Where, where are we going as humans? Do you think just, just even if you've gotten any downloads or anything related to that? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I actually just released a YouTube video talking about planet nine. Whoa. Tell me about this. Yeah. Well, um, so like I said, I, I like to do the, like, where does spirit and science meet? And then yes. like put the pieces together. Cause I think that's where we actually get truth. Um, and so I've been watching this, uh, really cool, uh, YouTube channel called destiny. It's all about space. And I've been watching for several years, uh, the YouTube channel universe inside you. Um, and so when I started watching destiny, they had some science that's backing up some of the stuff that universe inside you is talking about some of the more metaphysical as esoteric things. Um, and for example, so this planet nine, um, do you guys know about like Nibiru and the Anunnaki? Yeah. This is the Anunnaki Zachariah Sitchin. Right. There's, yeah. a, there's a ninth planet that's like in this huge orbit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's coming back soon. Yeah, it's coming back. And so, um, yeah. What do you think's going to happen if that comes back? I've heard these theories and what we're talking about, people, is Zachariah Sitchin, the author, wrote a book about this planet X, this planet that's in this really different orbit than the other planets. And it contains all of the beings that supposedly started the race, the human race, if you look at the Sumerian tablets, and designed us to mine for gold and maybe even copper, right? Who knows? But supposedly that orbit, that elliptical orbit, I believe, is coming back very soon. And there, there's some sort of recourse, some sort of revisiting i don't think it's a reckoning i think it would just be like wow oh holy cow you guys grew it's like you go on vacation for two weeks and your plant grew like three feet You're right like, oh exactly yeah yeah i think it's gonna be benevolent like exactly. there's there's like all this fear that's what i talk about in my video there's all this like fear stuff and i don't really like bite in a lot of the fear propaganda about anunnaki and i think like i think you know it's it's just uh humans projecting you know, slavery onto the situation. Whereas like, exactly. you know, that's, that's not really, you know, a parent doesn't feel that way about its child. Like a parent loves its child. And I, I think, th I think that if, if it's true and they, and, and, uh, the Anunnaki do live like 200 million years, like if they are really like eternal beings that live that long, I think it could be maybe even the same guy that comes back and he's like, wait, what? Like, you're like, oh my God, I left the, I left the oven on. Yeah. Like, oh my God, this wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah. You told me you turned off the humans. Yeah. I, I thought you did. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, uh, but the humans so, are so beautiful. So they would see the good in us. They yeah. And see totally. All the high well, frequency behavior and everything. Yeah. So I actually have uh, been guided to I, th I think something that that happens that that they might not even know about is like um so right so so when their planet i don't there's there's a lot of stuff talk right now about like polar shifts and pole shifting and earthquakes and comets and i don't know end of world days of end of end of days of time whatever um and uh like I think it's possible or like what, what I'm, what I'm seeing or what, what I've been guided to is that Nibiru's orbit, like if like that it's their 
orbit interacting with ours, when it like passes us and comes back, that shakes it up. Right. But so then it, so if you think about this, so they're, they're on this like really big elliptical orbit that's really far away from, from our orbits in the solar system where we have these really round orbits and there's this like elliptical and they only come in for a little bit and then they leave again. Um, and they've scientifically proven that this planet exists because of how it affects the planets. Right. Yeah. So, so that's the thing is, um, but so they know that if, when it passes us, it's going to affect our orbit. And then when it leaves also, it affects our orbit. So like what, like, so what I'm seeing is that like, you know, the times of Atlantis, so you have these like advanced, um, you know, like the Anunnaki advanced civilization that has all this technology because they've had all this time to grow and expand. And then they come here and then they help us grow and expand. And then you have Atlantis and then they leave, but it jolts Earth's orbit. And then we lost all that stuff. Oh, interesting. Uh there was some sort of uh, physical repercussion, like the actual orbit change it caused cataclysms, cataclysms and then we lost the technology. Yeah, and what if they don't even know that? Because oh how would you God. know what right, happens you behind leaving. you on your way out? Exactly. Oh, oh they're like, God. right? Because and and that's in the text is that Enki gets into his spaceship and leaves and goes back to Nibiru as it leaves. Right. It's oh, in the text. Yeah. They come back and they're like, wait, we thought you were doing this other thing. Like, what happened? Oh, yeah, no. right? And so it's like... We knocked over the Lego right? building. <laughs> you yeah. weren't supposed to do that. Knocked over the Legos. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But the thing is, is that I think too, oh, no. to just to add to what you're saying, which is so beautiful, is that they're just going to combine with us. Like they're, they're, they're just going to be seeing us and add to the human experience, just like the other extraterrestrial races and multidimensional beings out there, whether they had a hand right. in creation, the creation of human biology or not, I think it's irrelevant, but if they did kind of guide us in our development and then they're coming back, I think the only thing they would do is just add to our experience. Yeah. Just right. be more careful on so your too. way out next time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. yeah. If we can figure thruster. out like, what do we do? Exactly. Just like, I think when they get here, that's going to be my first conversation with them. It's like, can we create a game plan for when you leave? Right. Like, well, it seems like we're working on getting off planet as it's as already. I mean, we have colonies on Mars, you know, we have colonies on the moon. Like we may have surpassed that at this point. How exciting. Yes, how wonderful. So, wow, incredible conversation. Tell us again where we can find these crowns. We've talked about these ethereal crowns, these beautiful crowns. And now you know if you're attracted to this, it's bigger than jewelry. It's bigger than even the art behind it. It, It's something far bigger. So if you're attracted to this, you should go and look at this. Christy, tell me where you can find these things again. Yeah, my website is earthmagiccoppercrowns.com and magic is spelled with a C-K because that's how real magicians spell magic. Earth magic, M-A-G-I-C-K, coppercrowns.com. Dot com. Yeah. So that's where you can go if you're feeling attracted. This is this is huge, people. I, I knew this was going to be a great conversation. I didn't know exactly how it was going to show up and now I'm super super stoked that we were able to understand this because it is hard sometimes for people like us 
to transmit this high frequency information into the English language thought forms and then convey it to you. It takes time. It takes a minute. But when we're able to do it, it's so valuable. And that's kind of what we were experiencing today. Myself, Christy Brin, we're just in this place of high frequency information. We're just trying so hard to encapsulate it so we can bring it to you so you can understand. And now you know. (laughs) I think there's also so much to be said for people gaining that sensitivity, that that's becoming more common, that people are sensitive to energies and they don't always recognize it. They see it as anxiety or sleeplessness Mm -hmm. or perhaps a physical manifestation of heart palpitations or, you know, all those different things. And if they could understand it was about energetic boundaries and figuring out how to use their own powers in, you know, be able to, to beam them to the places that, that, um, further their lives rather than just feeling like they have some sort of, you know, issue that's debilitating them. Right. That could, that could change a lot. So yes. Earth magic con for crowds. And before we go, Christy, is there anything you'd like to leave people with? You know, we have so many thousands of listeners around the world that are listening to you. Do you Uh, have anything to leave these wonderful humans, your fellow humans? Yeah. I just, uh, you know, uh, Really, like the magic is inside of us, and copper doesn't make us magical. A tool can't make us magical. A piece of clothing or jewelry cannot make us magical. It's all about ourselves and how we use that as a magical tool. Yes. Wow. Perfectly said. Wow. That was incredible. Well, thank you so much, Christy, for being here. It's been a great interview. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, w- one thing I want to point out is that like I I actually had to take my crown off for this interview because you know part of the energy energy here is like the the third eye synergy, right? So my copper crown actually blocks that connection between the three of us if if I'm wearing it. And so taking it off has actually helped uh, I, I noticed you took it off. Right. I was yeah. Ask you about that. Yeah. Well, that's different why. crowns have different functions. Exactly. Yeah. So wow. I'll just share that. Well, yes. Again, again people, earthmagiccompercrowns.com. Thank you, Christy, for being here. You've been so great. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great. Thanks for having me too, Jake. Yeah. Yeah. Your first interview episode after four years. So glad to have you, Bryn. And everyone, we learned about copper. We learned about the esoteric properties. We learned about a lot, actually. And we learned. About Atlantis, Lemuria. Look, incredible episode. Check out her website. Get a crown if you feel the calling. So we'll see you next week, people. Midnight on Earth. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. 
Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hey, everybody. Still here? I hope so. This is the afterthought. For those that don't know, sometimes when episodes don't run as long as others for certain reasons, a lot of it has to do with scheduling, we supplement the episode with an extended recording that we call The Afterthought. Now, if you're a longtime listener, you know that I've only done a handful of these afterthoughts in over 170 episodes. Now, so a rare occurrence. Thank you for joining us. When I say us, guess what, people? Yes, this episode was the first interview episode that we had recorded in our history with co-host, guest co-host, Bryn Anderson. Guess what, people? Guess what? She's here with me now, the first ever Afterthought with Bryn Anderson. Might as well, right? Bryn, hello. Hey, how's it going? Hey, how does it feel to be in the land of the afterthought? It's my first afterthought. It's pretty wild. Here's the thing. The afterthought is the dreamscape. It sounds that way. It's the interworld between reality and the podcast. It's not the podcast. It's not Midnight on Earth. It's part of Midnight on Earth. It's not the three-dimensional reality matrix and everything that's included in the three-dimensional, multi-dimensional reality, but it includes part of that as well. And here so, we are. Yes. The afterthought. So I just want to thank you people. If you're a long-time listener and you're sticking around and listening to this, then you must be a fan. And I appreciate you so much. I love you. Thank you so much for telling everyone that you know about this podcast and bringing them here, sharing with them all the things that we've learned, all the recordings I've made, the interviews, the lectures, beyond the news that Bryn has taken part in. Bryn, thank you. Thank you. I want to say thank you to Bryn. Bryn. You're welcome, and thank you. Yes, in the dreamscape, super fun. In the afterthought, I want to have a primary thought. 
And that is one of gratitude saying thank you to Bryn Henderson for everything that she's given midnight on earth. The earth, earth, earth. Thank you, Bryn. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. It's my pleasure. <laughs> and let me tell you, there's a man I'd also like to thank that sent me a message. I get a lot of messages on my Instagram and email and I try to respond to as many as I can. And I want to thank all of you, every single person out there that's ever sent me a message, a loving message, or <laughs> gotten a couple angry messages. They don't like the content sometimes. Hey, but mostly they're loving <laughs> and helping me be motivated. I'm always motivated, but you're just adding to that. You're adding to my forward progression with your loving and kind words. You send me messages. I want to say thank you. Oh God, this music is so beautiful. I want to say thank you to James Daniel Helier. sent me a wonderful message appreciate him I appreciate all of you listening spreading the word telling everyone growing integrating becoming my god people where would I be without you where would we be without each other where would we be without Brynn Anderson? And all of you, all of us together, it's an interwoven network. It's a web of love and light. We're all a part of it. And we're all equal. We're just fulfilling different roles. But when you're working with light, it's just the magic. And there's no value judgment on the magic. You're just accomplishing it. You're doing it. It's the most powerful thing in the universe. Just like this afterthought, which again, rarely happens. You gotta be a big time super fan of the show to like stick it out through this comedic <laughs> interlude, this comedic philosophical dreamscape yeah. maybe you're helping some people now uh, relax and get ready for bed after they listen to a uh, great episode copper just chilling out now yeah copper feeling grounded put on your copper crown activate your third eye indeed go to sleep don't bring it to a festival I love you guys so much. Look, we're doing this together. This is a modern platform. It's the 21st century. It's 2023 going into 2024. The fact that I'm able to independently produce this 
distribute this out into the universe encoded for all time it's a miracle it's a miracle of our modern time and I'm just so grateful and I'm so thankful that I'm able to do this without censorship without filters without unsurmountable hurdles or really surmountable with Olympic level effort (laughs) in this modern age you can Get yourself out there as fast as you can, really as fast as you want to. And because of that, I've been able to grow this audience. I've been able to build this audience and share, share the fun times, laughter, the tears. (laughs) You've got a great catalog too it's just like such a library of all the amazing guests and like a free audio every episode yeah no it is but it's really cool to have this digital library that you can go to for epic information and uh great conversation and sometimes wacky weird news it's timeless, except for the news is very not timeless. <laughs> very not timeless. The guests, the lectures, it's all yeah. timeless. And that's the best part. People are going to be listening to this, learning and growing far into the future, far after I've left this physical vehicle, this body, and moved on from Jake Weaver onward into my next reality wherever that is they need podcast hosts in every dimension it seems <laughs> one day I may leave but until then we're floating together in the afterthought I wish that you could have um, your guests like Float. have ap- have afterthoughts like send in their 10 second afterthought It'd be kind of cool yeah I'm open to anything this is where dreams come true <laughs> thank you Brent this is your first afterthought what do you think of this place <laughs> it's wild it's kind of it's kind of the lines aren't quite clear it's kind of misty as some bubbles in the distance the veil thins Reality, perception, awareness. Is it a particle? Is it a wave? I don't know, man. Depends on if you're looking at it or not. But who's looking? And how are you looking? Who defines what looking is? Back. (laughs) I left my body, my ethereal body dispersed to a cloud of mist and I pulled myself into some semblance of form to communicate this beautiful message to you in this special place this dream world I love comments, people. 
I love it when people send me messages. That's why I wanted to thank everyone that's ever sent me a message. Feel free to do so if you feel so inclined. I'm very responsive on Instagram. My emails I check regularly. So if you want to reach out, let's build community. Let's do this, people. I'm working on a Facebook page. I don't fuck people. I'm going to be completely honest. It's this... This is the realm of absolute truth, and I don't like Facebook. But I will form a Facebook group so you guys can start to connect because there's so many thousands of you now. That's probably necessary for you to have a nexus point, meet each other and talk about this, and perhaps I'll even pop in myself since, you know, we're starting it. (laughs) I think that sounds like a great idea. Breathe, people. Breathe with me. Bryn. Still here? You look in this realm like... An angel of light. Like a glass. A being made of glass, yet the glass is liquid. And the periphery of your being is an aura of sparkling gold. Wondering. Do I look like that? Or I got some shit on my shirt? Or (laughs) Just kidding. Look, I know I look like that. Because do you know why? Because you're my mirror. Oh, there we go. You are the goddess aspect of midnight on earth. I represent the divine masculine. Together we're bringing you the complete spectrum of the human experience. Unless, of course, you are a Superhuman, alien hybrid. Thank you, everyone. I love you guys so much. It's been such an amazing ride. I've learned so much from my guests. It's like I'm being schooled by the greatest minds and teachers currently on the planet and it is an education that you can find nowhere else except for within the world of midnight on earth if you listen to every episode by the end of year four I may create a diploma for you and then year six master's Year 10, doctorate. Your doctor of midnight on earth. Bryn. It's funny, I was going to suggest that. Not the whole thing up to doctorate, but the four years. I was going to say, are you going to give people a diploma? Because that sounds like yes. a lot of schooling. It is. A lot of work. It is. And we've learned together. We've grown together. Our frequency shifted. 
We've become something 15. more than we were before. We've evolved together. And there's still much more to go. I'm far from perfect people. I don't know you people listening, so maybe some of you out there listening, you're beautiful and perfect. You are beautiful and perfect, but you know what I mean. I make mistakes. I make mistakes. Just like every other human, that's how we learn. For now, in this mode of the human experience at this time, currently... This is how it's designed. So we've only got a few more minutes left in the dreamscape of the afterthought. I see the portal closing and it's time now. Time for us to say goodbye. Time for us to dream together, live in the world of imagination, imagine a united earth, imagine love. That's where it all starts. Bring it into form with your beautiful, unlimited willpower, infinite willpower, the creative force, the generative force. Bring it into form. Let's do it together. I think we can, people. We're so powerful. We're love beings. We're light beings. We can make this world any way that we choose. Let's choose to make it the best possible planet, shall we? I don't think that's much of a challenge because you can't put a cap on the human potential and human ability, even though so many do. Bryn, time is running out. This dreamscape, this afterthought world, slipping away. We're moving back into the third dimension. What thoughts do you want to express? Anything. Before we go, say goodbye to the afterthought world. Break ties as you change your resonant field to the third dimension. Honor it. <laughs> Honor the realm of the afterthought, Brian. Yes. You have so many wispy afterthought words. Like, uh, wow. Um, yes, I'm thankful to be here. I'm thankful to be part of Midnight on Earth. Thankful to all the guests listening. And. Our time may be running out, but I have a feeling we'll be back. Yeah, next week. Real, real soon. <laughs> yeah, like next week. <laughs> and an afterthought may come again. Ooh, so. they're so rare. They're so rare. What if there is there? Has there ever been a forethought? No. No. <laughs> that doesn't happen. That's okay. But we <laughs> that's a different dimension. That could. That's outside of time and space. I'll think about that one. Not yet. How about that? Not yet. But this is the afterthought. Rare, like a diamond, like a jewel. Only appearing occasionally. The stream, the energy flux that is midnight on earth. My people, listen to me. 
We must change the world. We must utilize our talents, our skills, our human ability to create heaven on earth, a united earth. We can do it if we conceive, if we believe, we can achieve. Don't doubt your power. Don't doubt the power of the united human race. Dream with me in the afterthoughts and let us make this so. Thank you, Bryn, for being here. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll second that. People, we have but a mere handful of seconds left. Don't forget to tell everyone you know that Midnight on our Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, everywhere you find podcasts. Tell everyone they need this information. Bring them there. My people. Godspeed.